Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com, and today we have the pleasure of talking to Liana Werner-Gray. Um, she is the author of The Earth Diet and creator of The Earth Diet, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and let Liana introduce herself and tell her, uh, tell you guys a little bit about herself. Welcome. Thank you, Kira. I'm so happy to be here and chat with you today. And yeah, for those who haven't, um, you know, heard of my work before, I started the Earth Diet in 2009 out of um, health crisis. I hit rock bottom with my health. I was 21, and I ended up with a golf ball-sized tumor in my throat in my lymphatic system. I was in the hospital. I got a biopsy done. I had early stages of cancer. It was a huge wake-up call for me. And I was also very addicted to junk foods, which I thought was an even bigger problem than me having a tumor because I knew that that was feeding my health condition, which was awful. I was had so many other health issues as well. I was bloated all the time. Digestive system wasn't working. I was very sluggish. My blood work showed I was on the verge of leukemia. I basically just ate so many bad foods for so many years that my body just backfired and couldn't handle it anymore. But I was very addicted. So whenever I felt really bad, and especially getting this diagnosis, I remember sitting in hospital thinking, all I want to do right now is go out and eat McDonald's and have a burger and fries in a Sunday and, and chicken nuggets. And I was like, why? This is just going to make the situation worse. So I was really in a pickle. And um, I decided to heal my body naturally. And I decided once and for all, like, I need to actually go in and heal this root cause of why I'm addicted to these junk foods, why I'm eating them. And I opted out of surgery, chemo, radiation. I went and did colonics. I did a whole detox, like natural detox plan. And then I also looked at food as my medicine. And I decided to go back to nature. And I created a challenge for myself to eat only from the earth for 365 days. So whenever a craving came up for tacos, burger, pizza, fries, ice cream, whatever it was, chocolate, I thought, okay, how can I get these things from nature? How can I make them? So I was in the kitchen all the time making recipes for like chocolate balls and cashew cheesecake and chicken nuggets. And I, I, I broke the addiction with doing that. Now I call that the upgrade system. And it's also known in the medical industry as replacement therapy. It's very effective. So I'm 11 years cancer-free and have broken out of the vicious cycle of addiction to sugar and junk food. And I've written a book, The Earth Diet, was my first book, and I've written Cancer Free with Food, and my latest book, Anxiety Free with Food, comes out this December. So in a nutshell, I guess that is me. Wow, um, that's amazing. And so, and I'm really looking forward to getting to talk to you more today about how, um, how food can be linked with anxiety. But before we get into that, um, can you give us a little bit of a rundown of what The Earth Diet actually involves? Yeah, so the Earth Diet is it's a lifestyle, and it's a concept especially for people like myself who need some guidelines in life in terms of diet. So it's about focusing on the Earth and what the Earth is naturally providing us. So we can look to nature and say, okay, well, what foods naturally come from the Earth? So we can see that nuts come from the Earth, seeds, berries, fruits, vegetables, those all come from the Earth. And then also for the meat eaters or, you know, fish from the ocean and then eating animals. Personally, I'm, I'm plant-based, but I do eat animal protein as well. And I, that's a great balance for me. So I encourage everyone to, like, within the Earth diet, you 
look at the earth diet and think, okay, I want to get back to nature and eat all of those foods and then find that balance for you of what percentage plant-based do you want to be and what percentage of eating animal protein do you want to be? And it really is a different, different for each person. Um, so yeah, so that's the earth diet. And within that we can say, okay, well nature just naturally grows these things for us. So perhaps we were intended to eat these things and that's what we found now. You know, I've been in this industry now 11 years and every single person who eats more whole foods from nature has better health, has also better mental health, and is able to oftentimes heal and completely reverse diseases and cancer and all kinds of things. So going back to nature and looking at, you know, food as medicine is basically the earth diet. And so with that, you know, food being our medicine um, or the thing that actually kind of, you know, kills us a little faster. Um, I love that you're a huge proponent of self-healing. Um, and honestly, the people who follow me are too. Um, and so that's really great that, you know, you have that alignment with us. Um, what are some of the conditions that you've actually heard of people healing themselves of? Every single condition, <laughs> every single one. So anything from cancer to reversing diabetes, uh, IBS, psoriasis, even eczema, even herpes. And a lot of things are doctors, some doctors might say you can never heal that. It's not true. I've seen it all. I've seen all types of healing. I've seen healing at end stage four cancer. That's why I believe that healing is possible for anyone at any time. And it's, I mean, food has a very powerful role in that. I mean, so does our thoughts and our emotions and our spiritual beliefs as well. But food definitely can strengthen the body or it can weaken the body. So literally like every single issue. Um, I mean, the main ones are and the quickest ones to heal are things like even asthma. So with asthma, I work at a medical health center in New York as a nutritionist. And if someone has asthma or lung issues, we take them off dairy. And within seven days of no dairy, their lungs have cleared up and they feel so great. So, you know, that's really interesting. And then also... Bloating and IBS and gut issues are, those are all healed when people eat a natural lifestyle. Sometimes it can take three months. Sometimes it could take three to four years to really transform the entire body. But I've seen healing for any type of health issue. Um, A lot of that, you know, you spoke in your book um, quite a bit about positive thinking. And I'm sure that plays a really, really huge role in it, too. Um. But how much do you believe that our thoughts play a role in our physical health? I think they play a lot. When I was healing, though, I wasn't paying attention to my thoughts. I wasn't at that place yet. So for me, when I was so sick, I remember just thinking, I just need to put a lot of nutrition into my body because I've deprived it of nutritional value for all these years. So my thought process was, Every time I drink a juice and I would have like six vegetable juices a day, I thought nutrition in and that means toxins are going out. So I knew every time I had a juice, it was like getting an IV injection of vitamins and it was quickly replacing my cells and my blood and it was just like replenishing my body. So I I believed in that and also I did believe in healing naturally because I grew up in the outback in outback Australia with the Aboriginal people and we were taught from a young age a lot of their culture we were taught, you know, if you get something and you just get it cut out like a tumor, you're not actually addressing the root cause and it will come back somewhere else. So I did also believe with my thoughts that I could heal myself 
naturally using food and doing a detox. And so I do think thoughts play a very important part, yes. And different times for different people, you know, in different times in their life. Also, like some sometimes I believe that in our healing process, we need to look at our thoughts and do a whole new reprogramming. And this can be, this could take like days of really like breaking down, surrendering, just letting it all go until we can build ourselves back up again and build ourselves back up with new thoughts that serve our new next chapter and also that will help heal us because negative thoughts have been proven now. I mean, now they can test our thoughts. They can see the the, ra- the waves that they put out, this frequency. So when we think certain thoughts, it can completely change our brain chemistry and the energy in our body. And then when we think positive thoughts and thoughts of love, it shows that we have a completely different brain chemistry than if we're thinking negative thoughts. So it's so, so important. And there, in the Earth Diet book, I say that our body is built on the food that we eat and the air that we breathe and the thoughts that we think. So it definitely does play a great role. And one of the things, too, that, you know, sometimes I think more and more about and you do kind of go into a bit in your book as well is just, I mean, these if we do those of us who do eat animals, if we are eating these depressed animals that are raised in these, you know, factories and like they're just raised around in confined spaces like they have to be sad. And yeah. sometimes I think. You know, I'm like, I don't want to eat a sad cow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, yeah. I really do think that that kind of plays a role in, you know, we we are what we eat. And if we're eating sad cows and we're eating sad and sick chickens, then how are, are we supposed to not be sad and, and sick after having eaten that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a good point. We can't we can't eat bad food and expect to feel good. It doesn't work like that. Even if we have really positive thoughts, a physical body will not respond in the same way. And I mean, I'm very against factory farming. It's it's disgusting, and they do a lot of things to the animals that make it like they're not natural animals. They really tamper with the animals that the the flesh is not the same as if it was a chicken free range, like roaming around on someone's farm or a cow in the, you know, in the paddock. Um, Yeah, so personally, I never eat factory farmed meat. And the indigenous belief with eating animals is very interesting. Their belief was that they would go out and hunt for kangaroos. And it was a, it was a whole experience. It wasn't just like they went to the store and bought a kangaroo and that's it. They went and they had to hunt for it. And it was a very masculine thing. So the women would stay back and prepare for this feast. And it was more of a celebration. And then they would thank the animal for giving its spirit to them. They saw it as a sacrifice. And then they would carry on that spirit of the kangaroo in them for a few days even and let that protein seep into their muscles and give them energy. So it wasn't like that they were going out hunting or like let's factory farm all these animals so we can just eat whenever we want all the time. It was in a very sustainable manner. And they would take from the earth or take from the animal but then they give back to the earth as well. So it's kind of like this very sustainable cycle. And that's really interesting too. I, I just kind of finished a book um, that dove into that a little bit. Um, and then especially if you watch any shows, you know, like any of Anthony Bourdain's shows where he really talks about tradition along with food and how, you know, people when they're eating things out of tradition and they're giving thanks and they're showing gratitude, um, 
they can be, that just seems like such a more healthy way of, of eating. And that's just like, so not part of our element these days as we're just constantly on the go. And like, you know, there's more technological advances and more demands of us as humans. It's just like that has completely gone by the wayside. And so it kind of makes me wonder, you know, how much more healthy would we be if we at least took the time to give the, you know, give gratitude, um, for the meal that's on our plate. Yes, exactly. That, I mean, and that's a practice now that I'm really starting to incorporate more is more gratitude with the eating and just to take a few breaths before eating and be so grateful for the food that is in front of us. And yeah, gratitude puts positive energy right into the body and it makes us focus on the positive rather than the negative. And, you know, these days, especially it's so easy to focus on the negatives or all the problems or issues we have in our life. But that it doesn't really help. So if we are more in a state of gratitude, especially with food, we're going to have better digestion as well, and we're just going to feel so much better. Yeah. So with that said, what are certain some things that we could do to eliminate some of our negative thoughts and replace them with more positive thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, food is a great way to do that. So there's actually some studies that I talk about in my new book, The Anxiety One, that show that when we eat certain foods, it can actually cause anger in in the brain and in the body. And Mark Hyman talks a lot about this too. And they've proven that people who eat a lot of trans fats, like bad fats from fast food and fried foods, they are more aggressive and more angry. And it's also been linked to to murder as well. So it's it's actually very, very, very serious. So eating certain foods, like eating those kinds of foods or how I used to eat all the fast foods, junk foods, processed foods, you know, all the foods I used to eat did not come from earth. Like they, when you held it in your hand, you're like this, I didn't just pick this from a tree or a plant or a bush. Like this is clearly being very highly processed with no nutritional value. That's the problem. Those foods do not make us feel positive in our body and they do not help us to have positive thoughts. So we want to... If we eat certain foods, we will be forced to feel more positive and think more positive. So even if someone's thinking negative thoughts, if they have like a green juice, a green smoothie or a big salad or some wild salmon and some veggies, you can't help but feel better. So the thoughts start to change as the better we eat. So they start thinking, wow, okay, I really am doing so well. This is so nourishing for me. I'm getting all the nutrients I need. And that's why juicing or drinking a green drink every day is so powerful because it basically forces the mind to be positive and says, okay, wow, I'm really getting all the nutrients I need from this. This must be making a difference and I'm going to notice a change in my health soon. So yeah, so that can really help a lot. So let's really hone in on anxiety and I'm super excited to read your book. When does it come out again? December 28th. 2020. Oh man, I can't wait to read this. Um, so how does food impact feelings of anxiety? Yeah. So when we eat certain foods, they, they can trigger the nervous system immediately. So they're known as neurotoxins and they're proven neurotoxins in science that they stimulate a response in the body that is stressful and it makes us feel very anxious. So the brain just does not like them. The gut does not like it either. And then the opposite also happens when we eat certain foods that are um, really, really healthy, and they're known as neurotransmitters. 
So these are foods that help support the brain, fire up the brain with positive energy. They help the brain focus. They put us into a good mood. They also release serotonin in the body, which makes us feel amazing. So food can either trigger your anxiety immediately or it can reduce it immediately. This is the power of food. And it's so cool that if someone is experiencing anxiety, how quickly anxiety can come down. And it can come down a few levels or it can come down completely. And that just really depends on the individual. So what are some of the particular foods that increase anxiety? So foods that increase anxiety are the obvious ones. So sugar is the number one worst one. So refined like white sugar and corn syrup. The body just does not know what to do with it. The brain and nervous system freak out like as soon as we eat it. And people you probably can experience as soon as you eat like white sugar or processed sugar. You just feel like scatterbrain like all over the place like you know, unless you go for a major workout or run, you're kind of like, what do I do with all this energy? It creates instant anxiety. So rather than getting a fix from that, you could eat something that has honey or coconut sugar or maple syrup instead, because the body does know how to digest that and process that. And it won't cause that immediate anxiety like refined white sugar will. And then other things are constantly eating too much white flour or too many grains, because that can create bad gut health. So bad gut health is linked to anxiety. And there is a study that showed that people with anxiety have a different gut microbiome than people that don't have anxiety. This is constant chronic anxiety. So we definitely want to cultivate a healthy gut. So it's like, okay, what foods are going to create a healthy gut? What foods aren't? So eating gluten all the time, most people can't get away with eating gluten all the time. It just, it creates a poor gut health. You know, I eat gluten every now and then from, sprouted grain or an organic grain or something like that but it's not a regular thing like not eating bread every day I would definitely not advise anyone to eat bread every day unless they were an athlete was doing extreme workouts every day and had very good gut health would definitely not recommend that and then the other things are preservatives and additives or artificial sweeteners those types of things the body also doesn't know what to do with the nervous system does not like them so things like e50 or blue 60 all of those crazy chemicals that if you read the ingredient labels and it's like, what is that? If you're like looking at ingredient thinking, I can't grow that in my garden, it's we probably should not be eating it. So those ones trigger anxiety. And for those of you guys listening, in her book, The Earth Diet, she actually has a really solid list of different chemicals that are put into our food as preservatives or for flavor, you know, whatever um, reason the the food industry decides that they want to put these things in our food. Um, But she's got a super comprehensive list in her book of these foods. So you guys should definitely go check that out. Um, Thank you. So what um, I know you mentioned green juice, but are there any other foods that tend to decrease anxiety? Yes. So in my anxiety book, I have the top 10 foods that reduce anxiety. So these foods all have something in common. They all have a lot of antioxidants. They're all natural straight from earth, obviously. They have, a lot of them have magnesium, which relaxes the body immediately. They, a lot of them have omegas and the omega fats and the good fatty acids is very important for anxiety because it will make the brain feel more focused and calm it calms down the nervous system it's very nourishing these good healthy fats and then also that will help us to not crave bad fats so so basically number one to decrease anxiety is dark leafy greens so 
this is because it has a lot of magnesium. So I'm talking kale, broccoli, spinach, spirulina as well. I love making smoothies and putting spirulina in them. Such a great protein. So that will decrease anxiety immediately. And also that will keep you feeling really, really good for up to eight hours. And dark leafy greens also have chlorophyll, which puts oxygen in the body. It gets the body circulating and it helps reduce inflammation. So there's also a study that showed that people with anxiety have inflammation chronically in their body. So we want to eat foods to reduce that anxiety. So that's number one. Number two is actually walnuts. So walnuts are so great and that's such a great quick snack to eat. They have really great fats in walnuts and the indigenous belief, going back to that, and the doctrine of signatures is that they eat foods that look like organs to help strengthen or heal that particular organ. Well, walnuts look exactly like little brains. And so science also shows that they are, in fact, a really great food for the brain. So walnuts are number two. And then the rest of the list includes turmeric, wild salmon, coconut oil, olive oil, and for the chocolate lovers, you'll be so happy to hear cacao is on the list as well. And, oh, and ginger. But So cacao powder is the real form of chocolate before it's like processed into a chocolate bar. So cacao is a neurotransmitter and it helps fire up the brain. It puts, puts people in a good mood immediately. So the key is to eat the good type of chocolate, the chocolate that doesn't have soy lecithin and dairy and refined sugar. So I have a lot of recipes in all my books for making homemade chocolate and how medicinal chocolate is. It's a functional food. It's so great for gut health as well and reduces anxiety immediately. And I can definitely uh, attest to what you're saying because I am somebody who my training, you know, does require me I'm two hours a day in the gym, not to mention the time when I am training clients and I'm very physically active, walking my dog a lot. Um, and I, I feel best when I eat a lot of carbs. However, I will say what you were saying about the omega-3s and really healthy fats, when I don't have enough fat in my diet, I just, I feel very like my brain can't focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of feel like, like I need grounding. And that's one thing, like when I start to feel like that, very, like my attention just won't, it's not there. Yeah. Um, and I feel really flighty. I'm like, that's one of my signs where I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, put some coconut oil in this or something along those lines. So that way I do get that healthy fat in my diet. Yes, yes, exactly. I love eating carbs too. And I'm a blood type A, so carbs and and my blood type work very well together. And I was experiencing anxiety. So I went and got a blood test done. I wanted to know if it was physical or if it was emotional or mental. And the blood test revealed it was physical. I was actually deficient in omegas. So that was fascinating because I always thought, well, I do eat salmon, you know, every now and then I do have coconut oil and this and that. So I started to supplement with an omega oil. And within a week, I felt my brain chemistry way different, just way more focused, way more calm. And so that's another great indicator if people are suffering with anxiety is to go and get a full panel done of your nutritionals and see if you're deficient in any vitamins. Because if we're deficient in omegas, vitamin D or magnesium, we will be experiencing anxiety or lower mood or even depression. That's so interesting. Um, so this is a little um, in-depth, but 
When do you feel like there's a difference between organic produce versus regular in terms of anxiety due to pesticide use? Yes, there actually is a big difference because pesticide use has been proven. Now there's actually a lot of science that, you know, glyphosate that's in Roundup is very toxic to the body. It is a neurotoxin, so it's the brain, it is poison for the brain, which means that it causes can cause mental health issues like anxiety and depression. And not only that, I mean, it can cause cancer as well. But I stay away from conventional foods and I only eat organic produce. And I understand for some that's a bigger commitment than others. So if you're not able to or want to buy all organic, there is like the Dirty Dozen list you can look up and you can still buy certain foods like avocados don't have to be organic, for example, because they don't use a lot of pesticides and they have a thick skin so they don't absorb a lot of pesticides. So you can still buy those conventional. In fact, I actually do eat conventional avocados. But things like berries, like strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, they absorb pesticides. And so we do not want to eat them because we are eating pesticide pesticides, basically. Um, I posted something the other day on Instagram that was how our bodies are – I mean, we absorb everything, everything that we eat. Let me see. It says, okay, you have pesticides in your body, but an organic diet can reduce them by 70%. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of studies now showing that people have, we have pesticides in our body that create all kinds of health issues and anxiety is on the top of that list. So we definitely want to eat organic as much as possible. I mean, the dream is to have our own garden, right, and make all of our own foods if we can, if we're interested in that, or have a local community garden or a farmer's market that we can go to and eat some really fresh, healthy local foods that aren't sprayed with those crazy pesticides. And I saw in your book, you know, you're like me, and it's um, you live in a you live in an apartment, you know. I'm the same. I, I live in an apartment in downtown Tampa, so I think it's just you know having having that garden is not really an option for me. But it's nice to have certain resources where I know that I can trust um, where I'm getting my produce and where I'm getting my meat. I think that's super important. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I mean. I live in an apartment like you, and I was looking at those wall hangings to start growing some kale and spinach, and that would just definitely be so much easier. And, you know, in New York, we do have a seafood market and, a um, like, a local butcher that they do grass-fed meats. And so it's just finding those places in your area that you can trust, absolutely. And then for my last question, um, if a person recognizes that they have anxiety, what are some actionable steps that you would suggest they take with their diet? to start seeing change? Well, I would say definitely, you know, get my book. It's available for pre-order right now, the anxiety one, and start incorporating the diet. Like start cutting out the foods that cause anxiety and start cutting out processed foods and fast foods, stuff like that. And then look at the foods to incorporate that reduce anxiety. And we want to live off the earth or nature as much as possible. So just make that your intention. And even though if it doesn't happen right away, that can be the intention. And then the next thing is to look at if you have any obstacles in the way of that. So for me, my biggest craving and obstacle was chocolate. That's something I ate every single day. And it, you know, it made me gain so much weight so quickly because if I had a craving for chocolate, I could not even fight it. I just had to go and get it. But this is the kind of chocolate that had white sugar and dairy and soy lecithin and it didn't have, you know, the nutritional benefit of actual cacao, like a real chocolate. So first of all, I replaced that and I started making my own chocolate bowls because back then we couldn't, there was no Whole Foods in Australia. There still isn't. 
there was um health food stores but they were so far away and so expensive so I was just making all my own chocolate. Now we can go to Whole Foods and we can get chocolate that's amazing, like huge chocolate sweetened with coconut sugar. It's dairy-free. But I just made all these chocolate recipes at home. So every time I had a chocolate craving, I would eat this chocolate bowl, like a chocolate peanut butter bowl, a chocolate almond butter cup. And then I didn't crave conventional chocolate anymore. So I would eat sometimes 20 chocolate bowls a day. But that was a major upgrade from the chocolate I was eating that was conventional. Like I would eat a whole block of Cadbury chocolate and a whole packet of Tim Tams like in one sitting. It was insane. So all of a sudden I was getting these nutrients from this chocolate and it was healing me. And I wasn't craving the other chocolate. I was like, whoa, this is a whole new life. Like I just had so much relief and my soul felt so refreshed. And so that helped me and gave me momentum and then I could replace everything from there on it was like okay how can I replace chicken nuggets how can I replace french fries and I would make my own french fries in coconut oil or bake them I'd make uh, cheesecake made with cashews so I looked at getting nutritional value from every single thing I was craving because I find that humans like we want to enjoy our life and we love pleasure so we got to find a way to still enjoy these foods but at the same time allow them to let us feel good for days and days and days instead of destroying our health or destroying our digestive system or giving us anxiety. So I would say, yeah, start with that. And I've got so many recipes in my book for everything, for every type of eater, pasta alternatives and just everything. So yeah, it's very, very exciting when we know we can still eat our favorite foods and feel really healthy from them as well. Great. And then also guys, Expressing gratitude before you eat, too. That's a super easy one. Love that one. Yes, so powerful. So easy, but so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything you else that you would like to add, Liana? Um, I would just say that, you know, if anyone is suffering with something, that just to remember we can heal it, and sometimes it does take time. You know, it took me four years to really transform my entire body, But the tumor was gone in three months of me detoxing and drinking juice. But I just kept on the path. And after four years, I really had a whole different body and was like, wow, I'm unrecognizable to myself. I have a whole whole different digestive system. And, you know, just keep keep remembering that healing is at the forefront and it's possible and transformation is possible. I guess the biggest thing is I was suffering for so long before that and I had given up. So my mission is just to help others to stay energized and not give up at all. Well, thank you so, so much for being on. And um, where can everyone find you? I know you're on Instagram and you're posting a lot on there. Um, What's your Instagram? My Instagram is my name, so Liana Werner Gray. Or you could do the Earth Diet as well. It's probably easier to remember. So the Earth Diet is the name of my first book. Um, so I'm on there. And I'm on there every day. Love to chat with you guys. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that, all that good stuff. Awesome. And you guys have to go check out her book. Um, it's got a ton of great recipes in it, too. And so there's something in there for everybody. Um, Liana, thank you so much for taking the time to be on with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Kira. It was amazing. Thank you. And thanks for every everyone for listening. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you guys for being on. Um, and I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Woo. Bye. Bye.